Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 22nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, great. It's great to be here. It's great to be with you. It's great to be in this little humble RV that we're calling home this week. And uh, I can't wait for the Ryder Cup. I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the week. You got to wait another day. There, there is a little bit of a lengthy sort of a, a lot of pomp and circumstance. A lot of people team members you know assistant to the assistant kind of standing around with their you know arms crossed there's a there's a full almost a week of that these these days leading into the actual matches but we're, we're on a little bit of a different schedule because of that we're doing a wednesday recording here we wanted to get over there this morning walk around hear a few more guys talk we'll obviously come back again tomorrow thursday after we get the parents the lineup set you know some of that seems to be telegraphed in terms of um, what teams are who they're pairing together, but obviously we don't know matchups yet. So we'll do another Thursday episode. Try to keep these maybe shorter. We we make that promise a lot at the beginning, but I, I think this will be a shorter general preview tomorrow. Will be another shorter general preview once we get the matchups, and uh, we'll go from there. It's great to be here though. We are on the Bixby bus. We made it in one piece. The RV. You know, it it was bouncing a lot. It, it, I got what you called. I was getting gusted on what Pat Reed was talking about at Kapalua last year. I was getting blown around. I remember I went in the right lane during a construction zone once, and you told me I had to get back over. You thought I was going to rub the concrete on, on the wall on the outside there. You were yelling at me to get back in the middle, but we made it here thanks to the Bixby boys. The Bixby bus is here in one piece. If you'd like to support us this week and our efforts, you can go to BixbyCoffee.com. You could subscribe or you could do a one-off purchase. That's fine. That's greatly appreciated too. Subscribe to the Shotgun Start Blend or the Westy Island Blend. We just got out of a conversation with the European Tour. Hey, someone from across the pond who may try to get Westy Island in front of the man himself. You claim Westy was staring into the depths of your soul today on the second tee. He locked eyes. You said... You felt it got really uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether I should wave or not. I think one thing that you forgot to mention in the pomp and circumstance um, is just the groveling, the groveling of a certain football team, like just so thirsty, just trying to play the little humble small town football team and infiltrating into the golf's biggest spectacle and trying to steal some some fans and and really make this like you're probably so over half the fans at this thing are from Chicago and they're just trotting out in their little Packers gear colors you know putting cheese heads on trying to win no. over the American fans and they're losing an American fan by doing that they don't what? understand uh, that they're a, they're polarizing the fan base point. by by pandering to to the Chicago's northernmost suburbs football team. Oh my god. You're throwing you're poking the bear here uh, while you're in Sheboygan. Uh it was no coincidence they were in green and gold colors. Then yesterday like, they were in blue and gold for the 
Brewers. They you took know. it up a notch though with the cheese heads. Like that is just such a. It's such a basic, simple play. Like I don't know. I'm sure Chicago has an equivalent, like the bean, or like, or I don't know. Cleveland. I'm just so sick. Like it's all distilled to rock and roll hall of fame. Like that's the only thing. Like that's what you go if you do the tourist thing. Like. Our city's got a lot of things to pull from. There isn't one thing it. that you can but you can hammer down thing. like it like the cheese head, you know? Well, they go like deep dish. You most love deep dish. You're from Chicago. Like this these kind of cliches. I think the cheese head thing is played, but that's that's not my take to have. That's in a Wisconsin person, they can tell me if they, they're sick of it. But there had to be some significant cognitive cognitive dissonance seeing Westy in the cheese head. Your boy. And just going over the dark side to to become a Packers fan, it's, or is it it's, just pandering? It's pulled. It's just pulled me away. You know, I, I've. You blame really the Packers liked, though. I you really were shouting liked, about the Packers. It's their fault, right? It They're is the Packers' there. fault. Okay. They're hosting media at the stadium. Let's talk about the golf. I'm done talking about the subject. You know, they don't so need bad. any more. Go to BixbyCoffee.com and subscribe. Yeah. We went on a, a tangent there. But please help us uh, support the podcast this week up at uh, Whistling Straits. All right. What do you got? I mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about what, what uh, you know, the, the well, scene? Here's what I want to talk about. Today, I thought it was fucking freezing and it was very windy. I don't know if it looks like it'll be warmer. Does that, are we overstating that that really helps the Europeans? Or does it, re- like, is it just that the U.S. is kind of, the players are soft and they need sort of pristine conditions, weather-wise, turf-wise, course-wise? Does a little bit of a wrinkle like wind and temperature help Europe? Or are we really overstating that? Does that really make, man, why did the U.S. choose this venue? This plays into the Europe's hands. Or are we kind of getting too worked up about the wind and weather? I think wind does uh, reward experience because, you know, wind's something that you don't see every round of golf, and the more you play in it, the more comfortable you are in it. And we see it a lot with the Open, particularly when it blows. Uh, you see a lot of older players do play quite well. And I think from that s- standpoint... I would say that it does value experience a little. I think that wind has become less of an experience thing as balls spin less um, than they used to, you know, but I think that it becomes a little bit more about shot making. And I think as you play more golf in your life, you naturally become more comfortable with more shots. Um, That being said, from pure talent standpoint, the U.S. has a big advantage, but I think the wind is something that could equalize that because, you know, then experience is, it, it rises to the top a little bit more. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of guys on the European team have played this course in major championships. Right. Not as many on the U.S. team has played in, in major championships. Now, those have been done in summers and, and not in these types of conditions, but I... I the European tour in general plays in more sweater weather than the uh, yeah. American tour. Yeah, I guess that that was like the the word like links links of course it's, it's links. linksish linksy was modeled after Europe or Ballybunion or modeled after Ireland. Like that's thrown around ad nauseum, and that like oh that could play into Europe's hands. Well, a like all these guys like I mean who's an actual links player in Europe? Like Shane Lowry probably came up that way. 
Um, I don't know who I don't else. Know. So, like, is there anybody else? I can't even. Nobody jumps off the top Rory's of mind. Rory's not. Rory doesn't. Rory wants to play congressional <laughs> in two inches of rain. Um, but like, so so do away with that. Like the links. Like that's that's never. But I do think I my kind of takeaway from being over there is like maybe weather conditions do help Europe in a way that you wouldn't expect on a foreign soil, a for, away game, an away match. Um, I think it definitely equalizes. I think if it was calm, it, I think the, the golf course is slow and soft, um, and that that helps the U.S. How? how? Shouldn't it just be blown out and parched? How is it's it? It's been very dry this summer. Um, you can see it because trees are starting to turn earlier <laughs> than usual. It's been very dry. Um, but it's soft. But yeah, but it's soft out there. That's just the manner in which that golf course is kept. It is, um, it's definitely a, a green place. Beneficial to U.S. players. Soft. Yeah, I think it, it makes the corridors bigger, yeah. right? And the power players, it makes when those fairways get wider, the corridors really. I think that's the important thing. It's not. It's not. This week isn't about hitting fairways. The rough's really short, obviously, like the regular rough. It's about hitting the corridor. Can you keep the ball on the corridor, which is short, rough, and fairway? So, like, you know, don't get, like, into the fairway stats as much as, like, hey, is this on the right area of play? Because that, and it, when it's soft, it obviously gets bigger, which helps longer players. And because it's harder to be accurate the longer you get, and the U.S. is a longer team. Right. That makes sense. Maybe taller, too. <laughs> Maybe taller. We got... We got Will Knights here in oh, in person on. on the couch. He's I were what? Come on, what do you mean? He's here. You're talking about taller. You're comparing heights. I uh, we brought him back. We were gonna make him cover or try to play in the Junior Ryder Cup exhibition match they got going on this afternoon, but I, I didn't want to be too cruel. Um, all right, so we're not gonna go too deep. It, it, listen to the fried egg discussion with Garrett if you want real good course intel but i thought just being over there the wind and and sort of uh cold quite frankly and i know those go hand in hand felt like that could be something that aids you know europe in a way that you know for an away game you might yeah yeah i also i you know i think there's been a lot of made of distance and i think distance it's always an advantage it's always a big advantage it's an integral part of the game but i will say that i think the Approach shot is really important here because, and I actually heard, who was it talking about? Poulter was talking about this morning, about how brutal the surrounds are and how random they are. And if you miss greens or you miss the areas of greens, there's some greens out here that have, you know, that are going to be tough two putts if you're not in the right section. But then furthermore, if you miss the green, you can be just barely off the green here and and l- think about taking an unplayable lie. You know, you get in some really weird bunker lies, you get in some weird roughs. I kind of think approach play, like everybody's been talking about distance being such a big fit, and I think obviously it's super important. But like approach play is king, especially in... Uh, in match play where you have these swings because players that hit it close a few times are way more valuable than the guy that hits it 15 feet 10 times because you're just not you're not gonna make a lot of 15 footers in a round of golf right but like the guy that hits it close a few times and that's where guys like 
for the Americans, like I look at Morikawa and Spieth, who are just like elite, elite, best in the world type iron players are so valuable. Um, those are guys that need to play every session because in match play it becomes so valuable to have a guy that can that can put a lot of pressure and hit it really close, both in alternate shot and in best ball. Like you're kind of like, you know, stroke play rewards building in a, ho- a house, um, and like in match play, variability is really important, and that kind of like. You know, Rom and Rory were the first two in birdie. What they both they tied in birdie average last year. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's important. Like Rom and Rory, you know, and the U.S. had all the U.S. players are in the top twenty. Right. But like, you know, that's important in this mat in these match play situations is hitting it really close. So those two guys, I think, are like if they play well, that's I kind of like the U.S. in that vein. But then Rom and Rory, if those two guys play well, it's hard to see the U.S. winning if they aren't playing together because, you know. Can I ask you a question I've been pondering like the last couple of days um, and we're going kind of off topic. Well, there's never a plan. How many American players would you, and it could be, yeah, let's say the Ryder Cup. Let's say it's not like the PGA Championship this week. How many American players would you take before Rory right now because we associate Rory as like the alpha whatever I mean Rom is currently occupied that spot we're going with 10 years of history with Rory like how many American players at this moment in time for the Ryder Cup would you take before Rory who is consensus number two this year I guess on the on the European side and we're building on history plus you know results in big events for 10 years on that usually he's number one this year he's two how many guys would you take ahead of him for so a he's Cup? barely got a winning record historically yeah little help from Poulter Sergio Perrins over, yeah. we're not talking about a guy that's been nails but that being said you know like I just don't think DJ cares that much Yes, I thought so too. Someone on TV, I think, dropped a quote that like it's the biggest event of. He said it's the biggest event of his year, which I just don't know that that define biggest. Okay, all right. So you would take him ahead of DJ, maybe? Because I think I'd take him ahead of DJ. Right. Morikawa, I think, like he just he hasn't. I the form isn't there. If okay. Morikawa was didn't have that like whatever the injury was. Yeah. I, I don't like that he played so poorly in you know in yep. the the last few weeks that yep. I if it was if we were talking right after the open I'd take Morikawa over him yeah because I think he's such a dynamic uh, match play player with that that approach I mean his approach plays out of this world good yeah um, Cantlay <sighs> so you're not taking a lot see this my I asked this because like yeah. this is an odd year where usually you show up to these and it's like Roy versus whoever the lead dog is in the U.S., DJ Brooks. And now, like, there's potential that, like, you might take four, five, six Americans before you get to Roy. I don't think I would. Even though he's had this bad year, I just, I think there's, I think that Rory has a little, he has a swagger. He's got a, a little bit of an intimidation factor still. Like, he is... You know, he is a guy that a lot of these guys watched growing up, sure. and I think there's going to be, like, there is a little bit of that with him. 
Um, and that's a birdie average thing you just talked about. Yeah, that's like he a also real makes thing a, for match play. Yeah, he makes a lot of like in team competition, especially in the best ball, like the best ball portion. His mistakes that he makes every round that drive us insane, that shoot himself out of yeah. you know real contention in majors. Those don't matter as much in best ball because your partner is there too. Like that volatility is okay in best ball. Right. Um, and and I think so. I think like Bryson, who knows if Bryson's in any sort of form, I think I'd take Bryson over him just because of that sheer power. I think that's like a big, big deal. Like he gives a yeah. huge advantage, right? Like I think you start to look at these guys. It's a little bit more when you get into the Ryder Cup, a little bit more about attributes, uh, more yes. so than like overall, like because you can pair these guys together and get the most out of teams right you can if you put bryson with spieth or morikawa like where those guys might struggle on some of these par fives especially if they're playing into the wind and they aren't going to get home in two like bryson still can get there and like all of a sudden then bryson reaps the advantage of the you know the par fours where these guys score maybe a little bit better and have a little bit stronger approach play and the par threes um so that's I think that's the thing is like you start to look at this and it's just a little bit you don't look at it through the lens of hey who's who's necessarily the best player I think that still matters a lot and like Rom's the best all around player in the world so he's gonna be you know a you know if he plays well I I don't know what do you think it seems like Rory's going with Hovland so that was I like that like team a tasty uh, pairing. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I am with Rory. I think like like the, he wasn't good in Paris because he's like a kind of an American player now, right? And Paris was not set up well for the American t- style. Uh, this seems to be more set up for that. Um, it just feels like he's like a, he would be like just another cog in the American roster this year. Like he's just another really big name, famous name. Uh, you know, we love Rory and all that. It's just an it's an odd year for me. That doesn't mean, you know, that, that Europe's toast. I, I just, I, I find the whole Rory conundrum a little interesting with so many guys that have kind of passed him at the top of the world rankings already. You know, Americans are otherwise. How many would you take? Would you take JT ahead of him? <sighs> yeah. Uh, I don't think JT's, He's I think Rory's well. been playing yeah. better, yeah, you know, about, they've been playing about the same amount of good, go- like quality golf. I take Spieth over him. I think I take Spieth. I think I take Morikawa. I think I take Xander. I think I take Cantlay. Wow. I think. Brooks? I don't know about Brooks. Fina? He might be hurt. I, I think like they're all like kind of on, we're, we're kind of cut, cut uh, you know nitpicking at this point which is just interesting to me it's it's a real different dynamic it feels like this would year would you take the, reed over rory no of course not <laughs> reed and his you know yeah he can't even fly he should have come up with us on the vixby bus he can, and attended as a I fan think that would have been um, <laughs> you think he would have liked our banter in the front seat <laughs> like who are these idiots um anyways that so you like the rory hovland Duo? I mean, that makes sense, right? I, well, I like that's it. That's one that's telegraphed, it seems. I like it because you're putting, you know, Rory with a guy that's very, very steady. Like, you you know what you're getting out of Hovland most. He's one of the best all-around drivers of the golf ball and a really good approach player. So you've got a guy that's going to be in every hole, like, especially in best ball. Like, that guy is going to make a lot of pars. 
um, assuming he plays halfway decent. This is the thing. It all like comes down to like if they play halfway decent, you know? Right. Um, right. And I think that's a good pairing because you match Rory's volatility with a player that is really steady. Um, right. And then, you know, if they go alternate shot, I like that pairing too. Yeah. You know? So on the American side, we're going to talk about when the actual matchups are set, but we're just talking about pairings now, duos. Seems like we have three core duos that are going to go, if not all five, the best uh, friends, a lot. the besties, Spieth and JT, um, Xander and Cantlay, who might actually be besties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then DJ Morikawa, which seems to be like, Playing into the That's stats deal, an- the Joe Lamagna. Um, <laughs> here's a separate take: Have analytics ruined the Ryder Cup? It's all become a cal- like this is like the old sports writer take: the three true outcome. Like baseball's been ruined. Too many guys taking walks. I want, I want the catastrophe. I want Tom Watson. I want the potential for Tom Watson for Woozy. What was the Woozy one when we did the spotlight when he was at like Woozy won because he fell into playing like Brett Wetterick and everybody else. But when we did the spotlight, he like didn't know one of his players. I forget what was like had one of the best birdie or had one at K Club a bunch. It was, I think that's was like oh shit. I'll have to look into that. Someone asked him the question. He's like, "Oh, how about that?" And of course, I think he that said was your- he, he said he would. He he really was mad about uh, Kepka. Did you see his statement? Who's he was? Yeah. What would he say? He said, "If he was on my team, I'd say, what the fuck are you doing?'" No way. Yeah. He said that. Yeah. Oh my god. Woozy's dropping bombs this how week. How about little Woozy going to Big Brooks? Um. I know. I'm kidding. Do you think Alex have taken anything out of it? I've, I've I think they haven't. It, they I've, haven't. Like I think, I think there's a lot um, to be. There's still a lot. Like I don't think baseball, or, um, golf analytics have gotten to the point of baseball. Like they're still. Yeah. It's still pretty remedial. I like, love. Let's be stroke, honest. I love hearing about it. I love reading and listening to these analytics guys talk. Stro- I'm not. But not like strokes gained is like a you know in talking to some analytics guys like yeah. strokes gain is a very basic yeah. like. You know, like, why is the Sanderson, your average in the Sanderson strokes gained weighted as much as how many strokes you gain at the U.S. Open? That's fair. Like, that's not the same, or the players. Like, yeah. that's not the same. And, and they we look at these strokes gained numbers as the gospel, yeah. and they don't weight the field, which is seems rather stupid, you know? Right, um, right, right. You know, it, it's like, it's kind of what basketball, basketball has, like, all these matchup numbers. And, you know, now they, it's not just three-point percentage, but it's like, what's your contested three-point percentage versus sure. open? Sure. What's your corner three-point percentage versus above the elbow where you have a longer shot, you know? And I think that's where golf has so, so far to gain. And at the end of the day, team golf, and I, Patrick Cantlay had great response about alternate shot yep. today. He was He's such a good interview, and he talked about how Americans never play it, it's uncomfortable, and he talked about how best ball, your sh- every shot matters almost less because you have the partner, and there's double the shots than a regular round, and how alternate shots half the shots, so every shot matters way more for you, you know, and you feel more pressure because every shot is has more meaning, which makes a lot of sense. It's why, like, I always contend as time, like, every year gets faster of your life because it becomes a smaller percentage of your life. It's just like that with alternate shot. You take less shots, um, and you, sure. you, you know. So, anyways, with Cantley, he talked about how he's friends with Xander. Like, right. I don't think they're the optimal 
analytics pairing because their games are so mirror similar. Like you're not going to get more out of like you're not going to make a better player because their games are like the same. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But they are very comfortable with each other, and there's always going to be that like right. comfort of playing with somebody. So this this seems to be sort of the the perfect blend of um it's not the natural comfort but it's it, it, but it's also analytics is the DJ Morikawa thing right yes. cuz Morikawa at Caves Valley is like who do you want to play with he's like can't lay Xander like didn't hesitate that's what I'm, I'd feel comfortable I'd play with and here he is with DJ obviously there's among the bigger age differences on the team I'm trying to like who's younger than Morikawa um Scheffler maybe but but you know the, the most significant age difference but they're obviously like brilliant tee to green, but this is like extra brilliant driver, extra brilliant brilliant approach player. Combine them together, go win. And those are like our three core groups. Are you salivating over that? I, I really like that pairing, and I imagine DJ has to be one of the easiest players to play with. Why? Just his his ad, general demeanor, attitude, yeah. go with the flow. Like he's not going to be a guy that like puts pressure on you. If that makes sense, okay. like. You know, I think that's the thing that everybody always struggled with Tiger was living up to playing with Tiger. And yeah. I don't think DJ's a superstar, but I don't think he carries that same, sure. you know, that's like he's point. very approachable. Right. Like that's DJ's a person you would you could see like I bet almost everybody could see themselves hanging out with because he's just like genuinely like a, you know, nice guy like if seemingly. i if i muck this up uh, he's not gonna be talking shit about my back he's not exactly. gonna be actually pissed at me he's, he's just gonna, gonna be like yeah, oh yeah, yeah whatever yeah, it happened. you know it's, so all right so let's say we're going four ball tomorrow those are your three americans what's seems like thick boy and Scheffler, but then they flipped them today uh, i think Wednesday, that's for the alternate boy, shot Harris? i mean i think you have to play bryson a lot because he's got like a, is that he was second. He was the, behind Rom and Rory. He's the next guy in birdie average in an alternate shot. His driver is a huge weapon. Nobody else in this in this whole competition has a big of a, an advantage. I imagine like Morikawa and approach are in him and driving are probably the two biggest advantages. Rom obviously has the all around advantage, but like. Bryson's driver is a massive weapon, and I think you have to play that as much as you possibly can. The prevailing the whiz the conventional wisdom is like he's not playable in all or in a shot. Not not playable, but close to unplayable. Well, just think about seeing Jordan Spieth hit uh, hit wedges from where Bryson's hitting drivers. Sure, like that. Well, he's such a nut, though. Like he's intolerable for all these guys. I know, thing, but is it all overcome by the driver? Other thing, Bryson won at Bay Hill. Bay Hill is the best golf course. Like That is the golf course you have to hit mid and long irons. So if you're going to pair him with a shorter hitter, you've got one of the best mid to long iron player in the world in Bryson. Like I don't understand the like why he isn't somebody. And he's a great putter. But there he's are personality really good putter. preclusions. Like, the analytics don't, don't factor in for the this guy hates it. I'm just I just think I that Bryson's a guy like his advantage off the tee is so great you can't not play him. Okay. Like right? I agree, but but they It's like the guy on the, it's like the, the, the ball g- stuff and the alternate shot how quirky is that it's like even that advantage is maybe mitigated because it's it's hard to like 
it's hard to play with them or play or he can't play somebody else's ball or whatever. Like maybe that that mitigates that advantage, though. No, I agree. I agree. like he's difficult, but like I just don't. I think like it's like the th- same thing of like it, he's your guy. He's your instant offense guy. Like if you're NBA, he's the guy that scores a ton of buckets. And sure, your defense like takes a hit, but like you have to put him out there because you need to score. He was awful in the media. He finally did a press conference yesterday. Yeah. He said his, che- his chest was made of brass, which is an interesting, like, as, as it relates to people, he's shouting Brooksy at him. Um, he was asked, I think, by Dylan share like, hey, we haven't talked to you in a while. Why, why haven't you been doing that? And it would have been so easy to just say, like, I didn't want to. Or he made it like, you know, I'm just here to focus on the team. I'm not here to talk about the past kind of deal. It was such a bad not. He's not. I mean, this isn't a critique. He's just not comfortable. And some people are comfortable. Some people aren't. He just steps in it. And he just he appears inauthentic. Dork. He just doesn't come across well and, and gets it. It's why I've said if you're like his advisor, like, I don't know, maybe the press boycott's for the best because he can't seem to avoid stepping in. He didn't step in it yesterday, but he just does. He's, it was he's like the strong. best. It was his best press conference strong. by a long yeah. shot. It wasn't good by any means, but you know, how about, what do you think the about Brooks, this whole Brooks stuff? It's such a charade. It's not like, why did we hype that up? Like, Oh, the hatchet buried. No, no issues here because like they wandered over and said, Hey, like well, some, some choreographed social media video too was like on the site ready for it. They're like, Oh, uh, all for the team here like no issues no problems that was like such a non uh, like that didn't make me feel better about anything not that i felt like you totally know what concerned I, about it but favorite, like why are we putting any stock in this one of my favorite things was how he said um yeah brooks and i had dinner together like it was just him and him, like the two of them <laughs> yes. but then it was like oh it was a team yeah. dinner <laughs> I love that. Uh, right, this was after Brooks said he didn't even talk to him in the one in Atlanta. Like, no, we didn't talk to each other. The one that they had for the six qualifiers in Atlanta. I like that they put. Uh, there was some wallpaper of everybody sent in pictures with their significant other, and Bryson's there with Trigger, the the dog that who did not exist when he won the U.S. Amateur at Olympia Fields, but was there, of course, when he returned for the BMW. Uh, that's his significant other this week. Trigger still still a storyline out here on. Uh, the PGA Tour. Uh, what else do you want to talk about uh, on the Euros? Hey, yeah. here's what I got. I think it added, this is again intangible bullshit that the analytics guys don't want to hear. I think Bryson, and it could be good or bad, brings a level of irritability to the opponent. Oh, yeah. And maybe it motivates them in a way. Maybe it's a bad thing like, oh, it's Bryson. I want to knock this guy's sock clock off. But there is like he could really get under put guys on tilt on the other side, especially the ones that get emotional. Sergio, Westy, Poulter. I know they're veterans and they know how to do their emotion channel it expertly in this event. But like, there's that. That's sort of that, a. That's another thing, thing about him. Yeah. He's genuinely dislikable. Yeah, which is a good thing <laughs> in the Ryder Cup. Like, <laughs> you got to laugh from Will over that. He genuinely dislikable. Just like think about like you're playing him in a match. He's doing the breathing stuff and like the big swings on the on the tee. Yeah, yeah. And then when he's putting, he's doing all the lining up thing. He's got that the arm lock and it just would be aggravating when he's he makes a lot of putts. Right. Like sure. And he complains about everything and you you just he's a guy that you wouldn't want to play in a match. 
because you're always like if he's driving it halfway decent you're always like you're you're like i'm like 40 yards behind him yep that is like in this way match play is a lot like tennis right you know if you hold the tee it's like holding the serve sure and if the guy if you get the ball in play off the tee and you're in the fairway and you're bryson that's like a giant first serve and the don't discount the amount of pressure it puts on the opponent after you watch a Bryson tee shot first out, out of the gate into the fairway. Like you all of a sudden are like, okay, that guy's got a wedge in, and um, I have to if I don't hit a good drive, I I've got a really good chance of losing this golf hole. Right. Right. So it's like there is like that he puts so much pressure on an opponent. Like in a mano y mano, he's the guy with a big first serve in tennis, and you just pray that he misses it. Lamagna would counter with that, right? You want to have the info of what your opponent did first, right? Like the college football overtime uh, analogy. Like there's, there's, it works both ways. It I works suppose. both ways, yeah. but like but as, as a player, I, I think second. there's like the analytics would say, oh, this, 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 but like as a player, and the same goes for like the guy, like Morikawa is tough to play because he's usually hitting his approach shot. Uh, before you, yeah. and he's so good Stop at it. approach play. Like if he's dialed in, yeah. it's you know it's going to be you yeah. know that's the the flip side of it is that that's what's so compelling about match play is it turns into more of a one on one tennis style match rather than a you know your typical stroke play competition where it's just about hey limit mistakes and. Get get through tough holes, makes make a few birdies, and over four rounds you're going to be near the top of the leaderboard. Okay, here's my favorite, one of my favorite things to do of Ryder Cup previews, which we don't necessarily get from the stock wrote, you know, big media. Who is most likely to be the shit star this week? Who is most likely? What could be the rules tension, the Sevy versus Chip Beck thing? Who are your nominees for that? I think there are people you can immediately take off the board as Burn not being involved with. <laughs> like, like, you know they're not. Like, there's a lot of, like, you couldn't have a pretty wide tent for this kind of thing. But I love to think about this. Well, you know, we have another day to ponder it, but this is an early week. I think Berger, for me, is a prime candidate. We've seen him wander over to Patrick Reed. You know, when Reed is futzing around in the pine straw at Harbor Town, uh, I think he doesn't care if, like, you know, Lee Westwood doesn't like him or, you know, Sergio doesn't like him. Uh, I, I think for me, Berger is one that could be really at, at, at the center of Euro press, you know, agitation, European player agitation. For me, he's like my prime candidate for a shit stir this week. Um, I'd say DJ is like never that Weisberger's not like. There's I mean, so like if are, you go through it, like yeah. Patrick Cantlay, I don't think is going to be a part of that. Uh, Harris Even English we got a little icy at Bryson. I, I don't. He, yeah, I don't think Cantlay would be. Cantlay Harris, gets icy. Harris though. English, no. Finau, no. DJ, no. Brooks, maybe. You know, Bryson, maybe. Maybe. Morikawa, no. Xander, no. Scotty Scheffler, maybe. Maybe. Spieth, no. JT, no. Yes, I think those guys could those guys yeah. could get extra competitive about something. No, JT's okay. JT's worried about his popularity. <laughs> that is the, the locker room pop. That is true. He doesn't like Vernon Bridges anyway. That's a good good little side comment there. All right, that's fair. Um, that, and then you go to the Euros, yeah. like Paul Casey. 
He had that remark. Like Lawrence Donegan brought it up on the fried egg pod. His remark a few years ago that got taken completely out of context that it was something about hating the Yanks or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we did that on the flashback with Luke Donald. Yeah. Right? We That was the same thing when they were playing together in the World Cup together. He was like, we hate the Yanks. Proper hate is what it was. And they yeah. got yeah blown up. Yeah. Um, Fitzy? I think Fitzy could get in there stirring the pot a little. Really? Yeah. Fleetwood, no. Sergio, of course. Hatton, of course. Hovland, no. Lowry, no. Maybe. Okay. I don't think so. He just seems too friendly, too affable, right? Yeah. Uh, Rory, no. He's half American. Yeah, but he also feels like he's got to be... I I think he likes to stick his chest out at this thing. You know, I I am an alpha. I feel like Westy could be sneaky. Oh yeah, Westy just, doesn't care. He just he's takes on the jazz. way out. He's got his door out. Half you know, half his shots are going to be not playable, unfindable. And he's, oh, he's going to be frustrated on. about that. And he's got a hat, one foot out the door. This is his last hurrah. He could just start throwing punches about everything. It's opposite of the JT thing. He doesn't need to be liked by anyone. He's on his way out. So, Rom, Rom, yeah, yeah, the Spanish sort of, yeah instigator i could just see him being like what what are you doing polter of course yeah what is the absolute so we've done the analytics one more early week prompt oh dj mark how that's tasty what's the worst worst two-man pairing you could come up with of either team i think burn fitzy is a great one like i love just pondering who hit the poof ball in front of us on two today was that i think hatton hatton that was hatton that was that was little turl. It was. Um, it was like, well, Haddon. I think he's not like long, no. but he hits the knuckler, yeah. which just like comes out, and then it, it like when it hits, it just shoots, and that's how he gets his di- like it. It's a knuckler. Um, I think burn he- feet, burn fits. If they're all like, I mean, that's up there for me. I I don't know. I. What about Westy Burn? Bryson Brooks. Um, Westy. Well, I mean. Westy, yeah, we're really down on him. We have very little confidence coming into this. Hazeltine's ruined me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. How would you feel about Harris and Scotty Scheffler together? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's like a a Reed Spieth type deal. You guys have never been there before. I think Bryson Brooks is the worst possible combo for. I know Brooks or Bryson. What about DJ Brooks? That was a bad combo. They don't talk about why they don't like each other. They, Brooks got off another TJ shot in that Digest interview. He's relentless on DJ. They, that's 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 the real hate, you know. I think the Bryson one is more of a uh, like a dog and pony show for content. That there might be real hate there with DJ and Brooks. Whatever happened, the two of them. Um, I think we we save some stuff like who you think the top performer is for tomorrow. for tomorrow. We got Thursday. All right. Anything else? Any other intel from the ground thoughts after walking around a little bit? I mean, the digesting. the spectating is going to be it's going to be tough. Tough. That's a generous term for it. No. <laughs> Very tough. I think one thing that the golf course does have some high points, which is the one nice thing for yeah. spectators. A lot of humps, right? And um, bumps. The other, the, the, how far back the fans are is you know advantageous for the way team. Right. The. Yeah, I mean, there was a cauldron at Hazeltine. Like, well, getting from the green to the tee was, you know, not pleasant for a lot of guys. Maybe to the point of way over the line, you know. And, and you get, you're just kind of, 
I don't want to say it's like ocean coursey, but you're kind of like lost in these dunes or lost in these, they're not dunes here, but you know, humps and bumps that are pretty far off of all these waste bunk, like back, uh, you know, so there's not, you're not walking through these tunnels and cauldrons. Um, last one, and then we're done with this, you know, the most indicative thing of all the pomp and circumstance. This stupid fucking life-size astronaut mannequin they got in the European team room. This is what the ride... Look, I'm not going to say it's bad. Like, whatever. But we don't need to seriously report on this as if it's, like, genius. A stroke of... Same thing with, like, Cheesehead. Like, it's not genius. Like, it's just... It's basic, simple pandering. Like, this isn't, like, a stroke of captains. This astronaut... Like, because there's, there's 500 people have gone into space... And only 164 have played on the year. What? It's dumb. Let's just acknowledge that it's dumb and not report on it being the serious thing. Look, it's fine. They could. They've got budget to put a mannequin in the team room. But if that this is going to be this is being reported on as some serious stroke of inspirational genius, sort of gets that sort of the, the lack of substance here early in the week. And there are many days of lack of substance. When I heard that. On the bus here last night, I started shouting through it. I was like, did he just say there's a life-size astronaut mannequin? What, what astronaut team? do you think it, it is? Like, How life-size is it? Yeah, is this who's the way they astronaut? include Russia? You know, it's a cosmonaut. I have no idea. The, 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 the two European... most prolific uh, uh, space countries are America and, and Russia. Right. Neither of them are European. Right, exactly. We saw Bratislava sweatshirt out there, by the way, increasing the Euro representation. Anyways... I just, I think if that's not indicative of some of the absurdities around, look, far be it from me, Europe seems to have mastered the whole motivational part and the the heart and, you know, the heart of, of winning and, motiv- yeah, of a Ryder Cup. But, like, I'm sorry. You walk in there and you see a mannequin, that's not, like, that's not, we don't need to report, like, that's going to win the Ryder Cup. And that's my, my portrayal of it is what bothered me. As We're opposed getting... to, like, on its face, it's dumb. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's amusing. We should delight in it. But I saw you know. something that Vince uh, India retweeted about yeah. America being fucked. Because, you know, all we hear about in American team rooms, like the, the ping pong. Yeah, right. And Graham McDowell's yeah, like, our, our team room's got a bar in it. Bar, yeah. It's like, well, that's... That, these these team events are the pinnacle like a big week for ping pong big week we have to hear about that your question of who won the ping pong game all right we'll be back we'll be back go to bixbycoffee.com shotgun start blend westy island blend we're gonna watch the opening ceremonies tomorrow get our pairings we'll be back with another proper preview of day one at the Ryder cup